Welcome to North Liberty Library's Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast, a series of universal talks gently guided by open hearts and open minds. Listen to ignite the light in you and to appreciate the light in others. Hello, I'm Kelly with North Liberty Library, and I thank you for joining us today on Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast. You can also catch Love, Light, and Lit on Facebook every Monday at 12 noon Central Time. Be sure to follow North Liberty Library on Facebook to get notifications. As we step into a time for gratitude this season, one thing we continue to be grateful for in the surrounding areas of North Liberty are our beacons of culture. One such example is the African American Museum of Iowa in Cedar Rapids. In 2023, the museum will celebrate its 30th anniversary. AAMI was an organization that was started by a small group of parishioners at Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Since its inception in 1993, AAMI has showcased dozens of exhibits, survived a monumental flood, and is still standing 30 years later. That is more than worthy of a cause for celebration. Lanisha Cassell is the executive director of the African-American Museum of Iowa. She is charged with overseeing operations, developing fundraising initiatives, expanding the museum's presence, cultivating partnerships, increasing visibility, and advancing the museum's programming. Today, Lanisha is going to chat with us about the recent renovations at the museum, along with updates on the institution's traveling exhibits and the Voices Inspiring Progress campaign. Welcome, Lanisha. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me on again. I really appreciate this opportunity that you've given me on your platform to be able to share more about the African American Museum of Iowa and the impact our mission to preserve, exhibit, and teach all Iowans is having right now. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's good to have you on the podcast. So before we begin, I want to say congratulations on the museum's upcoming 30-year anniversary. What a milestone. How do you feel about that accomplishment? How's your staff feeling about that accomplishment? Well, thank you so much. It really is a huge milestone for our team, and we're really excited about all the things that we have underway and that are being planned for our anniversary year. And of course, the timing is perfect with our planned reopening after our renovation project. You know, the vision for sharing our educational resources has evolved as methods for content delivery have changed and allowed us to reach more audiences. After surviving the flood or opening up a dozen new and original exhibits, providing programs for thousands of youth and families across the state, it's only fitting that we plan to reopen with a whole new look and feel during our anniversary year. And we have so many things planned. We're really excited about the coming year. The last time we spoke, it was on the weekly Love, Light, and Lit show that we have on Facebook Live every Monday. And audience members, I've provided the link to that Facebook Live stream in the show notes. So please check that out. And that was back in February. We chatted a bit about the flood wall and the renovations. How is that progressing? Thanks for asking. So things have been going really well. I think visually, when people go by our museum, it looks like so many things are happening. The flood wall is actually under construction right now. And so that's part of the first phase of the project. It's a citywide initiative to have flood protection across the entire city. So this particular portion of the flood wall is coming through our parking lot. And so we closed our doors to the public 
last month, right before we had our annual gala and construction began on the wall and things are closed around us. So it's been a little bit interesting to pass by it visually, but that just means progress is underway. And so the museum team and committees are working closely right now with our architect to finalize our design plans. We've been sharing renderings over the last few months, but now we're kind of into the nitty gritty of finalizing everything. What walls will be moved and what's going to go up in its place? How large will the lobby be? You know, things like that. So it's really exciting. And we hope to begin construction in early spring once the design is complete and then reopening at the end of the year, right in time for our anniversary celebration. Wow. Just divine timing. When I was preparing for this podcast, that's one thing that I noticed was just like all of these changes happening right in time for the 30th anniversary milestone. Just lovely divine timing. Now, Surely these amazing changes happening at the museum won't go unnoticed by your patrons. How do you expect the renovations will impact your visitors once the museum reopens? You know, that's a great question because I think there's a lot of different layers to that. You know, obviously, visually, the museum is going to be actually turned a different direction. It won't be turned physically, but because the entrance is moving, it'll be facing a different street than it was facing before which is a lot more welcoming to the community. It's actually facing the intersection. And before it had this kind of interesting, unique placement, if you will, was facing a bridge. So the traffic, a lot of times people wouldn't necessarily see where we were. I think this new look, the entrance will be a little bit more welcoming and embracing. Not only that, our building will go through a facade revamp. So it won't even look Mm. like the same building at all. We'll have a glass entrance so people can see inside. Yeah, for audience members who haven't been to AAMI, I have several times. And adding a glass fixture to your front wall, that would be just an amazing renovation. I'm just imagining it in my mind. It's going to be great. And the lobby will be huge. I think it's going to be a lot more intuitive to be able to get to different components or areas of the building, but incorporating some of the colors from our new logo that we just had done two years ago. Right now, the architect put in orange, which is pretty bright, but I like it. We don't know if that'll be the end result or not, but we have purple and orange and red and green in our color screen. So those will definitely be incorporated into the new look. We're going to expand that lobby and we're going to have new roof, lights, ceiling, upgrade our restrooms, our kitchen mm. that we use for our rental facility that's also going to go through an upgrade. So it's going to be a lot more visually pleasing. But in addition to that, in terms of our program delivery, we'll have a lot more efficiencies that are going to be happening. And while the renovation has been happening, I have been very strategic and so has my team about really solidifying some collaborations, establishing new partnerships across the state. I've been to Des Moines and Iowa City and other places across the state to really try to hone in on some of the ways we can provide more of our resources to more people across the state. So that's kind of hand in hand with the project. That's a great segue because I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about your exhibits. And I know you have a variety of exhibits, including traveling exhibits, which serve that very purpose you mentioned to provide more access to the area of your history and what you have. So please share with our audience what your latest exhibit is right now at the museum. Well, thank you for asking too. I think it was very important for us to know that while we're closed, people won't think that we're not doing anything and that we still have a presence and we're still doing our work to educate all Iowans about African-American history. So our current exhibit has been installed at the downtown Cedar Rapids Public Library and it's called Suspended Systemic Oppression in Our Schools. And it's about the school to prison pipeline. And it's been very well received. It's only been open for about a month. So that installation is at the library, which are great partners for us. As you know, we've partnered with them in the past as well. And so that exhibit, in addition to the installation at the public library here in Cedar Rapids, we have six expo quality traveling versions of that exhibit 
that right now are in Des Moines going through their public library system. It's also at Buena Vista University, and it's on its way to the Pentecost, where it'll be for an entire year. So we have six copies of that. These are giant panels, eight by eight, two-sided. There are three of them per exhibit, and people have to like walk through them. And so this is a new path for us. We have traditional exhibits, traveling exhibits that are more like the pop-up exhibits. This one is a lot larger, a lot more in your face. And I think it takes up that kind of space that people want to come in and take some time to go through. And having it in these strategic locations across the state just solidifies that we are a statewide institution and that we can bring more resources to more people across the state. It's just so refreshing that especially library patrons, like our audience members, get to see your support for public libraries by having the exhibits, because we've had the smaller exhibits here at North Liberty Library. You've got this huge exhibit happening at Cedar Rapids Public Library. And I just think that those are just so fantastic. And I think it's one of the most unique things about AAMI. So could you tell us a little bit more about the traveling exhibits? Perhaps there are people listening who have organizations that would like to use even your smaller traveling Mm -hmm. exhibits as well. Absolutely. So one of the things I wanted to just reiterate about the new exhibit, the suspended exhibit that's the larger one, is that we don't think we'll go back to not doing that. We think that going forward, even post-renovation, we're going to still do that, maybe even with our previous redlining exhibit. But that was very well received that people are really excited about the idea that we might have that travel. So we think we're going to get that one duplicated in a large expo style one as well. But the traditional exhibits that you mentioned, the pop-up ones, we have about 10 or so different topical themes ranging from three panels to five panels on topics like Buxton, which is that coal mining community in Iowa that was integrated long before integration in the country and even in the state. So unconditional loyalty is about African-American presence in the military in Iowa. So yeah, some really great topics to cover that Anybody can go online and reserve and have at their location for two weeks, a month, whatever that might be, for a very minimal fee that just covers making sure that they stay up to date and if there's repairs needed. So I would invite anybody to go online and reserve a traveling exhibit for their library, for their home, for their community space to be able to share our content with more audiences. Of course, we'll put the website in the show notes, but I want to shout it out real quick because it is so simple to understand and remember so people can visit it immediately. It is blackiowa.org. That is the website for the African-American Museum. So, Lanisha, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so confident that our audience gained some good information here, especially regarding the renovations and the exhibits happening at the library. I can't wait to have more. And of course, we'll have you on again, probably in another six months to talk about this wonderful 30th anniversary. But in the meantime, where can our listeners learn more about you and your work with the African American Museum of Iowa? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for referencing our website, blackiowa.org. We also are on Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn, and we have a number of programs coming up at the end of this year and early next year. So I would encourage everyone to join our constant contact list on our website so that you can get more up-to-date information as we continue to provide resources for our entire state. All right, that sounds great. Well, audience, this is Kelly, and this has been Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast presented by North Liberty Library. Today, we talked with Lanisha Cassell about the good stuff happening at the African-American Museum of Iowa. Please check out our show notes from today's episode to find out more about her work and their resources. And of course, please visit our website at northlibertylibrary.org for additional programming and services. Thanks for listening. 